Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on the Horn. to the sports complex on a Wednesday afternoon right here on the horn keeping the text line rolling a new text number 512-447-3776 send in we're asking you the big fat poll of the day how many points do you want to see Texas defense hold Kansas to on Saturday to be feel like this is a national championship defense we're getting around 17 so I like that number it's a, it's just under it's just at two touchdowns and a field goal. So that number is kind of where people feel it needs to be. Some people want it a little bit lower. Some people want it a little bit higher. But I like that number around 17. I like. Uh, that's basically under three touchdowns. You don't want to get beat over the top too many times. You want to have that tough red zone defense. That is a big thing. We need that red zone offense to continue to improve. But that red zone defense, you want to be able to see stop teams effectively, which is where you get the field goals. And they've been real good in the red zone because one of the major flaws this team has, or one of the main, one of the only major flaws that minor teams, or let's see, the only flaws this team has on defense, where it's a flaw where it can be exploited, but it's one of the only real flaws they have. Let's go that. Is that pass over the top that you can switch on to the safety, and sometimes you can go beat a safety because you can get the switch right. Uh, so that's one of the things. But that is gone pretty much in the red zone. They've been able to figure that out in the red zone. So we've been asking you that. Uh, Big Sheezy says 17 to 21. That's roughly where you want to be. Yeah, it's roughly in that same range. Uh, I'll go final score 38 to 20 from Kevin from Elgin there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a roughly, I think, 38 we could put up, but I, that's one of those scores that the more you allow Kansas to hold the ball and, you know, the more they score, probably the lower score Texas has because I don't think they're necessarily going to be scoring quick. Texas defense, other than those big plays over the top, has kind of made you take what they give you and, you know, move down the field. So some of these offensive scores aren't as big because, you know, they are not able to get them out on third down. A mobile quarterback may be able to pick up some of those third downs. You want to push Kansas back on those early downs, first and second, to make it a third and long, make it a little bit harder for him to sneak out on the side. And then what we talked about yesterday, those linebackers, Anthony Hill, David Benda, Jalen Ford, kind of keeping keeping him in check and keeping Jalen Ford, staying in that pocket, making him throw hard passes and trusting your secondary. Uh, we get a 42-10. to 10. Some optimistic scores there. If it were fantasy football, I'd want 45 points from the Texas D on Saturday. Locksmith Ryan, Kansas 3, Texas 1,000. I don't think that's going to happen, Ryan. Something tells me it won't happen, uh, but yes. Uh, we get Princey checking in. We'll go through that. We don't want to go too far into the Arterium Morris story. It is it is a little sad. Uh, so, uh, you know, I it is sad that he's got suspended again. I'm hoping there's allegations of what's said, but he wasn't listed in the suit, so or the allegations originally, but it's behind the scenes stuff. I'm hoping it's not uh, as bad as it looks at first, you know, first glance. It's sad to see him go. I know he wasn't thrilled how he was used in the offense his first season. You know, he kind of wanted to felt he should have been used a bigger role. I really liked the I liked the guy. I liked he was always nice to me when we were working sideline. Uh, he always put up a good. You know, he played. He just his defensive like his basketball IQ and his feel for the game where he could just jump in. I always really loved. So I'm hoping for the best for uh for Arterio Morris, but 
hopefully these new allegations are not something uh, like they seem. Uh, Lucas checking in there. Uh, hey, Patrick, as somebody who's listened to spent the last 15 years driving pizza around town, listening to all the different iterations of tech, Austin Sports Talk Radio, I'm glad you're still rocking after the recent shakeup. Love the new show and looking forward to my Rangers taking on your Astros in October from Pizza Dave. I'll tell you, Pizza Dave, that is a close one now. I'll try and get into that before we get out. But, man, that game last night, Astros really need it. It is a must-win for the Astros tonight, pretty much. I mean, it's not technically a must-win. They're not out of the playoffs, but – it is a huge, huge game for the Astros tonight against the Mariners. Uh, but yeah, it, but the way it's set up right now, too, that would be if tech, if if Astros make the playoffs, get in that last wild card spot, they would. The way it's set up right now, if they were able to beat the Twins in the wild card series, they would then go on in the divisional series and play the Rangers, which I think all of us would love to see. I kind of wanted that to be the ALCS, but you know. Both those teams struggled down the stretch, so ALDS, I'll take it. I'd love to see that matchup. It would be so much fun. Uh, you know, I know Rangers fans would probably not want to see us as much, but Pizza Dave would. Uh, Kansas can't score on D's. Thank you for that one. Uh, Piper, under 20, so 35-17 is your pick there. We will get, uh, let's see what else we got up here. 42-24, 42-10. Need a score, Agami, from Big Pop. At 16-38 is where you're looking at. I, you know, I think that this number, what we're looking at really is around 17 is the number we're looking at. And that's kind of, for Texas, that's, it's going to be the question. Can you stop them from going over the top and can you stop them on third down? That's really what we're looking at. Keep texting in 512-447-3776 is the new text line number. Send in your name if you want a name on there. I'd love if you give me an explanation for that too. We'll try and put them in so we can, we can we talk to you guys directly. You guys are killing it on the text line right now. Uh, 512-447-3776 is the new text line number. We'll keep getting back to those texts in the next segment as well. And a little bit later in this segment, I want to do play some more audio of how Sark is preparing for Kansas. Because, again, this is a different opponent. You know, with Alabama, I don't think you necessarily – the defense was you kind of knew what a Nick Saban offense is. You know what he's going to try and do. You know you had to prepare for a Milro to run. But I don't think it was quite the same as Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels is a bit more dynamic than Milrow. He can hit those little passes in the middle. He's a little bit more experienced. He's going to be able to know how to play you. In a young Anthony Hill, he's going to try and get Anthony Hill to overcommit. He is going to try very hard to get him to overcommit. So you need to be able to stay on your numbers, stay on your guy, and not get beat on this because those third downs, if it's third and eight, and he goes and picks that up, that's a killer for this defense. Sark talked about on Monday preparing for Jalen Daniels. He was asked, how are you doing in the scout team? Uh, he was asked if Savion Red would be playing a lot of quarterback because of mobility. But that's the thing. Jalen Daniels is not just a running quarterback, and that's kind of where the problems arise. Well, I think it's multiple. You know, the, the thing that, that he does is he's, he's a real dual threat. <laughs> you know, I, I think the natural thing is we think about the runs that he has for explosive plays. But he throws the ball all over the place, and they've they've got great schemes and concepts. Um, it, it's it's not you know by any means is it is it gimmicky. You know they, they're running real pass concepts that stress your coverages, and then they have the run concepts with with his legs as as an added element to it. You know the plus one runs with the quarterback run. So um, he taxes you both ways. So it's not like you can just have a guy be a scout team quarterback that that's a runner. You have to have the ability to throw it to give the defense uh, a realistic look about what they're going to be going up against. So you have to give the the offense or the defense something to look at because 
you it's not just if you just put Savion Red back there and he runs the outside, you know, okay, we can stay in front of him, and that linebacker can come up and overcommit, and the the cornerback can overcommit, and you don't expect that Jalen Daniels is going to pop the ball right over your head and get down and get another 17, 18 yards on a pass, and you then you have to have your safety come over and help you out, and your safeties are going to be playing back because they're going to be trying not to get beat over the top. So that's really where the problem is trying to prepare for this Kansas team is Jalen Daniels can beat you moving and throwing Something you haven't seen this year. Something you're probably not really going to see at that level for the rest of the season unless you maybe you play Kansas again in the Big 12 uh, championship game. Dylan Gabriel doesn't hold the same skill set. So you've had some mobile quarterbacks, but I don't know if they have the passing ability uh, as, much as, as much as this team does. Now, another factor we've talked about in this game, that this Texas offense especially, but the defense as well, has seemed at home against Rice and against... Wyoming to not necessarily have the discipline needed, right? Like they ne- they haven't really been as disciplined as you would like to be able to see this team be at home because on the road they've been great. Here's Sark talking about the penalties at home versus on the road where you should be better at home, right? And this is something you want to see cleaned up in this game as well against Kansas is clean up some of these penalties of the false starts that are going to put you behind the line and especially jumping off sides any uh, defensive holdings, pass interference against Jalen Daniels. Things, plays may last a little bit longer, so you need to be on on point on that defensive end to be able to stop the plays from Jalen Daniels. Yeah, and really the one on the road was at the end of the game. You know That, that was really, really disappointing. Well, I, I think that goes back to mental intensity. I think that goes back to focus. You know, you're going on the road, and we talk so much about, hey, we, we're going to shift, we're going to motion, we're going to do the things that we do. You know, pre-snap focus is really important and poise and composure is really important. Well, we come home and maybe as coaches we're not emphasizing that enough and maybe we're taking it for granted and the players are taking it for granted a little bit too much and we're having some of those false starts and and issues there. So, um, you know, we got to get back to emphasizing that, that we have to use our pre-snap, you know, motions and shifts and things that we do to our advantage and, and we can't stub our own toe so um, part of me wants to tell our fans to scream and yell Saturday when, we're, when we take the field so we got to focus in a little bit more but uh, all kidding aside I, I think it's about you know we, we need to place an emphasis on it like anything uh, and we need to make sure that we got the right mental intensity and focus in that area of the game and, and not take it for granted oh we're at home I can't flinch no we've got to focus in and trust our, our cadence and what we're doing. And that's kind of the bigger message, right? You have to test your focus that the two first two opponents, maybe that was part of it, that Rice and Wyoming, why they were a little bit closer, is you were so worried about the Alabama game. You're worried about starting Big 12 on the road in Baylor, you know, not knowing before the season where Baylor was going to be. That You maybe kind of let up on those home games because you thought, oh, we're telling them on the away games they'll know on the home games. Well, this is a big game. This is the biggest game you've played since Alabama. It'll be the third biggest game of the season as we can look at it right now because the only other ranked team you're playing as of right now. Uh, K-State, TCU may jump into the rankings at some point. Someone else may. Who knows? But uh, I think that that is a big a big factor of really trying to keep the discipline going. We know they called the players-only meeting after Alabama and then still didn't have the greatest showing, but I think that's part of it. It's all part of this team staying on, that leadership being up, and one of the things you can talk about this leadership is not everybody on this leadership committee was here three years ago when Sark's first year and Kansas came in and beat Texas to DKR. 
something you never wanted to see happen, right? But it happened, and some of these and some of these players are talking about it, and some of the in the press is definitely talking about it. We know Kansas a few years ago, much different team now, much better team now. But you you have to talk about well what what do you remember and how much do you try to push in to this narrative that Texas is playing a Kansas team that came in and kind of ruined your season and really put a sour taste in your mouth. They're the people who got Charlie Strong fired, they, they've you know been a thorn in your side for the last few years. Lance Leopold has taken this team to another level. How do you, how do you teach your team to be focused, to treat it like any other game, but also some of these players may have some residual hatred. And I'll tell you what's funny about this. I can't remember which one of these clips it is, so we're going to play both of them. But I'll tell you something that's interesting about Sark's mentality and this team mentality that has changed that I really like. Here's Sark talking about remembering losing to Kansas. I think this much, you know, I kind of referenced it to the team this morning. We've we've come a long way as a program um, and in a lot of phases, you know, schematically, you know, um, the roster, the culture, um, the environment at DKR. um, We don't have to go backwards. You know, we're going to keep forging forward. And you know, we, we've got we've got a lot of goals that, that we're trying to obtain this year and we're trying to reach. Um, we recognize Kansas is a good football team, um, but to try to make our guys feel bad for losing a game two years ago that it, that it sucked for everybody, uh, I don't I don't know what benefit that is. We got to focus on the task at hand, and that's playing this Kansas team because this Kansas team is a lot different than that Kansas team two years ago as well. So this is what I like about this. Sark, basically, last year, if you remember, there was a bit of the narrative at the beginning of that season was this is the revenge tour. We're going back on the Big 12, and everybody thought we sucked last year. Well, hey, guess what? We almost beat Alabama, and now we're coming in to whoop up on the Big 12. That was the narrative, the revenge tour. We talked about it. On Ball Don't Lie, we talked about, man, they're going on the revenge tour. They're going through the Big 12, and they're going to show up to those schools that beat them, and they're going to they're embarrass them. And what happened? They didn't. You know, they won some games. They weren't terrible, but they definitely weren't that. And I think Sark knows, hey, man, that was last year. You know, that was what I needed to pump them up because I knew they weren't ready yet. Uh, you know, I could say Big 12 championship, but, I, you know, I didn't I, – Big 12, is a, I couldn't push bigger, bigger picture yet because I knew we probably weren't there yet. I wanted us to be there, and if we were, we'd start pushing it. But I'm not coming out of the gates doing that. I like that this year it's the John Wick. It's not revenge. It's not, it's not the revenge mentality of these guys beat us three years ago or last year and we're going to go prove that we're better. I don't need to prove anything to you. I need to prove it to myself. I need to prove it to the country. I need to prove that we are the best team in college football, and we need to go out and show that. I like that mentality much better. Everyone against us. It's not just the teams that beat us. It's not that we need motivation against you personally. We need motivation for ourselves. I like that mentality much better about this Kansas, about this Texas team going up against a Kansas. If you go into it thinking we got to show Kansas what's up, you're going to play to Kansas's level. And we all know we don't want Texas to play to the other team's level. Texas is a better team than Kansas. They have better players than Kansas. So you need to play to your level. And that's where I like the mentality change from last year to this year in that statement. No, no, this is not about remembering the, the Kansas game from 2021. This is not about getting revenge in front of our home fans. That's not about any of that. We're coming out to go beat you. We're coming out to beat you and beat every single team on our schedule. It's not a revenge tour. This is because it ain't about you anymore. It's about Texas now. And I love that mentality shift. 
I do love that mentality shift. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I respect about Kansas and Lance Leopold and why I think that this game, why they will have a good approach in this game, why they'll come at it. But he's one of the few coaches who I haven't heard come out as much and say, this is the game you got to circle on your schedule. This isn't that. I don't think Lance Leopold's doing that. I think Lance Leopold knows, hey, man, let's go win. Let's go win double-digit games. Let's go win 19 games this season. Let's go try and win the big, get a shot at the Big 12 championship. You know, we may not be able to, you know, we may have a tough run against a Texas or an Oklahoma, but you know what? Oklahoma or Texas, they could stumble too. And guess who's going to be sitting waiting there? Kansas State, we can beat them. We can beat TCU. We can get in that, that Big 12 championship game. And then who knows what can happen? I think he's looking bigger picture too, so that's why I like Sark being in that position. Here's Sark talking about Lance Leopold and building Kansas because that, to me, is one of the more interesting factors as this game, for a lot of fans, means more than to these guys, which it means a lot, but it, they, I think they both have bigger aspirations than just this game. Um, well, I think, I think what's impressed me is, you know, they're, they're kind of similar to us in, in some degree in that, you know, they're in, you're in year three, and, and as I've touched on, we have players in our program that we inherited that – stuck to and didn't didn't decide to go in the portal and have become really good players for us and I think have become really good players for them too you know and and so they become catalysts for you um, I think they, they they've done a good job utilizing the transfer portal um, like if you look at their defensive front right now their front four which is really about a front 10 they rotate a lot of guys they're all transfers and so in this day and age of the portal you're able to fill those voids and those needs that you may have on your roster. Um, and, I, and I think they've done a nice job of that. And then I think they've done a really good job of implementing their schemes uh, on both sides of the ball. You know, they, they, haven't, they haven't said after year one when things weren't perfect for them, scrap that and we're going to go to a whole nother offense or a whole nother defense. They've stayed true to who they were as coaches. And now they've got veterans that really understand the nuances of their scheme and, and they play like it. So a um, lot of, a lot of credit to them. Um, I, I, like, as I say, I think very similar to us, you know, I think they held true to who they were. Um, they raised the players in the program and the culture that they have. And then they utilize the portal to fill that, fill the needs that they have. That, that's really, to me, the biggest story is that this is two teams that are on very similar trajectories. Kansas just started way behind where Texas was. Texas was not a terrible program when, when Sark came in. Texas was a decent program. He kind of took them back a few steps to reload and, and change the culture and put it where he wanted to be, where when we talk about the, the Broncos and you wonder why the Broncos are still struggling is because, you know, sometimes you got to break it apart, and I don't know if Sean Payton necessarily – thought that he was going to have to break it apart as much as he did. I think he kind of came in thinking he could implement his culture and everything else pretty quickly. Clearly, it wasn't the case. But he know you sometimes got to break it down to rebuild it. Sark's doing that. Leopold did that at Kansas. He is building that back up. But they had the same advantages Texas does that they have had a similar system for the last three years. And Jalen Daniels is ready to go. He's coming into this game. Now, it doesn't mean that they should beat Texas. We're talking about Big Fat Paul on the text line, 512-447-3776. How many points do you want to see Texas hold Kansas to? That number to me, I, I, it's going to mean something at the end of the, you know, it depends on how they are. You know, like if they get three touchdowns over the top, that's pretty worrying. But if, you know, if you, if it's a turnover, that's not a defensive problem if they get those points. So you weren't just saying, what do you want to hold Kansas' offense to, right? To see if this is a national championship defense. I won't say elite because elite, I think, is a lower number. 
I think elite, you're talking closer to you're talking a single digit ten single day. Like you're talking a two score game at most, and not two touchdowns. If it's an elite defense, even against a good Kansas, because Kansas, then that's you're talking about. That's when one where you say seventeen for an Oregon, who is a real, real big, real good offense this year. So I like that one. A couple more of your text. Big Mikey eight one seven, join the conversation. Big Papa, I don't like you know I don't like Big Papa. I'm gonna put your name in there. Sixteen to thirty eight is what you got in there. Sixteen points around what we're talking about. 38. 38 seems like a high number, and I know it may not get there. I'm just more worried about time of possession. How many shots Texas is going to get? I think if they don't turn the ball over, no muff punt. Thirty eight is very doable. They can do that against this this Kansas team. But sixteen is right where I know the big Papa. I never got everyone calling uh, Papa John, John Shatner, Papa John. Never got it. You're a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I can't. I, I can't pick it as much. But if he were a man, if, and, and I went in for the interview to do the commercial, and they were like, and I'm Peyton Manning, and they go, hey, well, we want you to do this commercial. And you go, oh, okay. So I just say, hey, John. And they go, no, no, call me Papa. And you go, well, your name Papa John's. John's the name. I want to call a grown man Papa. You know, I get it. I'd do it for millions of dollars. Peyton Manning didn't need it. Just call him John. At Feral Text says, uh, 19, you want to score a gummy there. What's the other number? What's the scoregami? Tell me the scoregami for 19 Kansas, and then what does Texas have to have? That is the unique number for Texas. CBA Scott has 42-24, 21-6 Kansas at half. You think Kansas starts out strong? Uh, you know, I you know that's a question of, you know, if they put up 21 in the first half, I don't I don't like that at number at all. That is not a that is not a championship defense to allow twenty one points and a half to a team that you are better than, uh, you know that is you know someone coming out and showing what they can do. I don't like that number. Hey, I'm Coach Rodney. The reason I go by the name is I've been uh, a youth football coach for Rosebud Lot for twenty years now. Yeah, thanks, Coach Rodney, for for teaching the next generation, starting to coach kids and kids that played for me, and I was known as Coach Rodney to all of them. I listen to you guys. On 1260 AM when I have bad phone service, and the rest of the time I listen to you guys through the app. Love the shows and love the horns, so keep up the good work. Hook them horns. Thank you for listening, Coach Rodney. I appreciate that. I may have to put you, Coach Rodney Rosebud Lot. I may have to put you in as that just solely because I don't want any confusion with Coach Rodney Terry. You know, we do have a coach that I, I respect a lot. I like Coach Rodney Terry a lot. So I may put you in as Rodney, Coach Rodney Rosebud Lot just for our text line. I may have to put you in as that. No confusion. We get uh, Texas 45, Kansas 10. Any more points by Kansas is not a national championship defense. I, I don't think it's an elite defense. I'm with you. I don't think it's an elite defense. I still think it's a national championship defense. You know, I, I think, you know, Alabama defense, Georgia defense could allow 14 points in this game pretty easily. And those are national championship defenses. So 10, I think, is an elite defense. I think that's where you're talking about all-time great defenses. I don't know if we're there. I want to make sure we have a national championship defense. Locksmith Alex, the OG and Locksmith Ryan's boss. I would love to see 35-16, but feel like this could end up being a high scoring with Texas pulling away late, 42-28. Uh, yeah, that is a, it could be the case that Texas kind of pulls away a little bit later in this game. I, I'd prefer to think that Texas comes out and, you know, learns from last week. Again, this Kansas off the defense isn't great. I think you are going to be able to move the ball, but that's where it's going to come into. I don't know if you're going to be able to take shots over the top, especially in the first half. 
So you may need to get that red zone production up a little bit more, not rely on Auburn so much to kick the ball. I'd like to see this red zone offense step up in this game too. That's something I'm going to be watching a lot is to see if this red zone offense for Texas can step up. I'm so glad that Texas is the number three team in the nation. I just don't feel it. Could be because it's been so long since they were ranked this high. Please help convince me of their high ranking. Phil, Phil, I talked about this yesterday. I talked about this on Monday. It doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't feel like they're the number three team in the country. Not at all. Not at all. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. It's because all of us are saying, well, 4-0. Ugh. Wait. I think I think we're gonna feel like the number three team in the country if we win the next two weeks. Now it's a lot to ask for. You got to beat a twenty-four Kansas, and you got to beat Oklahoma. But if you do that, I think that number three ranking feels a little bit better. I think we'll start to feel a little bit better about ourselves if we can get to that point in the season. If we can get to six and zero, oh, I think that's where it turns to where it starts feeling. But I'm with you. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like it was too easy. You know, like normally we're number five and then we lose it immediately. This feels too easy, and I feel good about the team. I think maybe that's it. I feel good about the team, but then you say number three and you go, ah, we got to beat everybody? But that's the John Wick mentality. You know, if you're not first, you're last. Go get them, number three. I'm with you, though. I'm with you, Phil. That is a, that's a difficult one. Send me, a, send me a last name or a last initial, Phil. I don't want to confuse you with other listeners. I appreciate the conversation, though. Keep sending them in. 512-447-3776. We got to take another break. When we come back, we'll read some more of your texts. You guys are killing on the text line. Keep sending in those texts on the new text line number, 512-447-3776. And also, uh, send in your nickname you want to be known by. Tell me why. I like having the reason why. If you got it, make it something that's you know original in you. You can have it be a name, but maybe put an initial so we know it's you. Like Phil. Love you, Phil, but you got to... You know, there may be another Phil that listens to the station. I don't want to confuse you two guys. I want to have you specified. So when I hear from you, I know who I'm talking to. It's what I want to do. When we come out and meet you guys, it's going to be a lot easier. Because we'll say I text in, we'll say I know you because I, I read your text every day. That's what we want to do with this new text line number. Keep sending that in. Uh, we're going to keep it going. More Texas uh, football conversation coming up on the other side here on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. It's like everywhere I listen and everywhere I go, I'm hearing somebody trying to steal my flow. But it ain't no thing, cause see my homie Coolio would be up on the game when I step through the door. You know, Back on the Sports Complex on the Horn. On a Wednesday afternoon, we're getting near the end of the show today. I like that we've had full two-hour shows all week. Rangers playing late this week. We, you know, like, we got the playoffs coming up next week. You know, the Rangers seem like they're going to be in. I think they're managing numbers three still. They're feeling pretty good. Play the Seattle Mariners next, the next series to wrap out, uh, wrap up the season, and uh, we don't know what times those games will be. So I don't know if we'll be interrupted again. But you know, this week not interrupted, not interrupted this week by the Rangers, and then you know, season will be over, and we'll, you know, hopefully make a good run. Unless the Astros play them, and then and then I don't want them to make a good run. You know, you just gotta keep going there, playing some Snoop Dogg, Doggy Dog World. There it is, National Dog Week. So we're playing dog songs, dog adjacent songs. All week long for you here on the Sports Complex. Tomorrow, if you want to go hang out with my man Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers taking a little bit of time off to say hey to the new baby. 
congratulations to Rod and his, his lovely wife. Uh, I've actually I actually knew his wife. I worked with his wife at another radio station many years ago. So uh, she's an awesome person as well. Love both of them. Uh, so happy for them. So uh, congratulations to them for the birth of the baby. He's going to be out for the rest of the week. I believe he'll be a pregame on Saturday, though, at Mockingbird Saloon down by the stadium, uh, down by campus uh, from noon to 2, if you want to check out that. But tomorrow at they will be at uh, Little Woodrow's up at Palmer Lane. You can go say hey to Aaron Hogan. He'll be joining me on the show tomorrow as well, uh, getting ready for more Texas, Kansas. So I love talking to my man, E. Uh, he'll be joining the show tomorrow. Check them out. If you're up in North, though, you can go say hey to them at Little Woodrow's Palmer. Information on that at hornfm.com. Getting back to the text line before we talk a little bit more Texas, Kansas. Uh, we get uh, my man, Chief Engineer. What do a divorce in Alabama, a tornado in Kansas, and a hurricane in Florida have in common? Somebody's fixing to lose them a trailer. I like it. That's a, that's a good one. I feel like I've heard it before, but I was probably drunk, so it's okay. I'm going to get that. I do like your point you bring up, though, that Coach Sark has the opportunity to get Coach of the Year. I think, yeah, if you if you take Texas and they are undefeated, now that's going to be difficult. I don't necessarily predict that Texas will be undefeated, but if they are, if you run the Big 12, I don't see how you don't give it to him. I don't know what story would have to be better if it's Florida State goes, Florida State comes through and has a great season. Uh, you know, they're not going to give it to Kirby. Uh, I don't think they're going to give it to Harbaugh after the suspension and missing a few games. So, you know, I don't think Ryan Day's going to get it now that he's all, he's all butthurt about Lou Holtz, an old man, telling him that he's good, not great, and he can't handle that, and he's got to go give an emotional speech about Lou Holtz, talking about the Notre Dame coach seven coaches ago. I don't think he's going to win it. So there is. He's definitely in there. You know, if he does well, and to make up for a guy that, you know, was kind of disgraced out of USC, had to go, went to went – to, you know, the NFL went to go through the coaching car wash with Saban. It's, it is. Now we are a long way away from that. We're 4-0. Could easily lose every single game for the rest of the season. Not easily, but we could do it. So we don't want to say we don't want to put the cart before the horse. Let's knock on all of the wood. Remember about wood sprites. you got to say what you say first and then knock it out of them. Uh, that is how the myth works just for people. It's a, it's a pet peeve of mine that people knock on wood and then say what you're going to say. It's not technically how it's supposed to work. But that's why I'm a weird guy who hosts a radio show. But I appreciate it, Chief Engineer. I'm glad you got a name now. You've been texting in since day one here on the Sports Complex. We got you a name. We can we can communicate with you. Name the name now, not just a phone number. And Feral Text has 3919 is the number for the Scorigami. 3919. That is a difficult one, but I appreciate you finding me a Scorigami, Feral Text. 3919. Look, I'm I'm all for it. That's a decent score. 20 point win. Over a twenty-four rank, the twenty-four ranked team. I'm all for that. Carrie from Georgetown says he lived in Georgetown for forty years before it was cool. I don't think it's cool now, buddy. Hate to break it to you. I don't know. I think the people who think it's cool might have been cool forty years ago, but that's just how it works. And I'm not cool either, so I'm not the judge of it anymore. I can't say I'm the judge of it. I'm not cool anymore. Female listener number one joining in. Do I need to rename myself as female listener number one since that's what the station dubbed me? Look, if you want to change it, you can. We all know you as female listener number one. So if you want to change the name, it's up to you. I'm giving you that choice. I'm all for listener empowerment. You know, I don't love player empowerment in the NBA, but that's why I love the trade today because Dame Lillard went to went to the tra- Trailblazers and said, ah, I only want to go to meh. They said, gotcha, Milwaukee, we got you. We're sending you right away. Not a huge fan of player empowerment in all cases. Sometimes I like it. 
Sometimes I'm not always a big fan of big business either. So sometimes a fan of player empowerment, but definitely a fan of listener empowerment. If you want to change the name female listener number one, go ahead. But you're, I put you in the system. You're a female listener number one until you want to change it. Phil going for Phil the Thrill. I'm a fan of that. Remember, we got a new text line, 512-447-3776. We can change the nicknames much easier. So now I can talk to you guys with a name, and it makes it a little bit easier. Good question here. Which player on Texas offense and defense has been the biggest surprise to you so far this season? That's a great one. If you all want to chime in on the text line, if you're still out there, 512-447-3776. I like that one from Jello Cat. I like Jello Cat, too. Solid name there. Just an all-around winning text there from Jello Cat. Uh, but that's... I, that's a good one. I don't know because surprise is I think A.D. Mitchell surprised me in the spring game when we saw what he could do. But now once we saw what he could do, I don't know if he surprised me a ton in that. Gunnar Helm has had a really good season, so maybe that would be my guy on offense. You know, C.J. Baxter has done about what I and I Jonathan Brooks. I guess you could maybe put in that conversation that I wanted him to do what he's doing, but I'm happy that he is. But I don't think there's any out-and-out surprise of somebody that I wasn't expecting to be a part of the offense who has come out and been a big part of it so far this season. I'm kind of surprised Keelan Robinson is not as big a part of it. I can throw that in as a surprise. I thought Keelan Robinson was going to get way more targets than he has gotten. He still might later in the season. I know he's doing a lot on special teams, uh, but that's somewhat, that is surprising to me. And, and on defense, it's Dave, I go David Binda. I think David Binda is having a great year. Byron Murphy, maybe. He, you know, we knew he was going to be good, but I think David Bend and his story is what I'm going to go with. That I, I, I like what he brings because he's kind of a different player than what Texas has uh, normally, and kind of you know he stuck around to be there. So I'm going to go with David Bend on defense. But a really good question there from Jello Cat. I appreciate that one. Uh, feelings 35 to 17 from West Texas. Andy, I like that number. That's about where I'm going with as there. Georgetown isn't cool. Georgetown isn't cool. It's only the fastest growing city in Texas. I, I'm not saying that. I don't think that just growing fast makes it cool. I think there's other things that make it cool. Just saying. I don't know. I, I'm not the arbiter of cool, though. I don't think it's a dumb A question, a comment. I don't think. I'm just saying the people that I know live in Georgetown are not people that I immediately come out and go, man, I got to go to a party up there. Like South Austin was really cool to me. In like 10, 15 years ago, because that was where every cool party you wanted to go out, every musician's house, every community, like everyone was partying there. And then North Austin started to get more. So that kind of took it over. Maybe that's Georgetown. I'm not in North Austin. I grew up in Northwest Austin. I went to Westwood High School. So I grew up in Northwest Austin. So I'm kinda, I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth of everything up north just because I, I became a down under the river guy. So maybe it's me. But I, I'm not saying it's growing. It's a place to live. I'm not saying it's not, but cool is not the word I would use. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't spend enough time there. I don't know. But I appreciate everybody who's listening from Georgetown. I appreciate you guys listening. You don't have to be cool. I'm not cool anymore. I don't know. I was cool until I was like 27, I think. And then it just go went downhill really fast. I think that's when it started to go downtown. Uh, Chief Engineer does say Baxter is the one on offense that you think is the, uh, the, most, imp- the most surprising I think he's going to be good. I think Baxter is going to be really good. Jonathan Brooks kind of stepped up and took that one uh, from No Cat. We got a Jello Cat. We got a No Cat. Uh, 35-13 on this score. And uh, you were in the first graduating class of Westwood. Man. Yeah. That's uh, – I, I was class of 02. If it'll put you where. I turned 40 next year. I'm ready to party it up. Get crazy drunk and go to bed at 10 p.m. 
That's how cool I am these days. We're going to take one more break. I love everybody here on the text line. Keeping the show going. It makes it much more fun when I get to play with you guys on the text line. The new number, 512-447-3776. I remember when this was the phone line. Guess what? It's still the phone line. We just don't take as many calls, but we're going to try and have – I'm trying to work it in. I'm trying to work phones into the the thing, into the show as well. We want to talk to you guys as much as we can. The show is just me in here, so I love having other people involved in it. The phone lines, we're trying to figure that one out. It will still be this number, too. That's a phone line as well. It's everything now. We put it all into one. It's a new service. It all does all this stuff. Trying to get you as involved as we can here on the horn. We want, we want to talk to you guys. We'll come back. Wrap up the show here. Tell you, give you a little update. Give you ready for uh, the big, huge Astros game tonight. Rangers game's pretty big. Astros game is huge. Get you ready for that. Here on the Sports Complex, 1019 AM 1260. The Horn app and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Back on the sports complex. Wrapping things up here. Last call. Here on the Sports Complex. Thank you, everybody, joining in on the text sign, 512-447-3776. If you haven't sent in your new nickname or the nickname you used to go by, what you want to be on there, send it in. Send us why. Make sure it's something that identifies you. Make sure it's something where we know it's not just a first name. It's Tommy or something. Tommy from something. Give us a little bit of something so we can uh, we can recognize you. And when we when you come out and you come out to a remote or when wherever we're in your part of town, maybe it's Georgetown. Maybe I hear it's cool. I hear it's cool. Maybe we would be there. Uh, maybe we'll head up to Georgetown and say hey to everybody. We know we can say, oh, no, I talked to you on the text line. Uh, we'll know we can put a face to a name, and we'll have you all on here. Uh, that's what we're doing on the new text line, 512-447-3776. So send in what you want there. Uh, appreciate everybody texting in and playing along. Uh, we're getting ready tomorrow. Check hornfm.com for information. Aaron Hogan going to be out at Little Woodrow's at Parmer. It's going to be a fun show out there. Details at honefm.com. He'll be joining me. I'll be at the studio. He'll be out there. But you can go say hey to him, have a drink with him, uh, and all the, the beer specials, the Bud Light specials that are going to be out there. Uh, big game tonight for the Astros. Rangers and Angels play tonight. Dane Dunning taking them out for the Rangers. Pre-game right here at 8 o'clock. Big game. Rangers, you know, their magic number. They can hold the – they go in the AL West. They love to watch, you know, Astros and Mariners beating each other up. They're fine with that. Astros tonight. If they lose this game tonight, the Mariners now control their fate. The Mariners now take the lead, and the Mariners control whether or not they make the playoffs and the Astros get knocked out in that last wild card spot. They will only, I believe, have to split the last two games of the series with the Rangers to still make the playoffs ahead of the Astros. The Astros do have the tie the, the Rangers have the Mariners have the tiebreaker against the Astros. And so the Astros are then going to be playing Arizona, but then you'd have to sweep the Diamondbacks, too, to even be in that conversation. They're going to pretty much going to have to be sweep the Diamondbacks anyway, but this is a big, big, big game tonight for the Astros against the Mariners. Chris, uh, from Valdez, 
pitching tonight for the for the Astros. Christian uh, Javier gets pulled out of the game in the fifth inning yesterday. The game just goes downhill, some errors, everything else. It, it was not great. Huge, huge game uh, for the Astros tonight. Big game for the rain, the Rangers as well. That's going to be 8, 8, 8 p.m. right here on the Horn. Uh, we're going to get you uh, ready for more Texas football tomorrow. We're going to keep the text line going, 512-447-3776. If you haven't sent in the name you want to be known by, I'll keep putting those in tonight after the show. I can get it from my desk now. There's so many capabilities, what we're doing. That's why we're changing it up. I know it's a little bit of pain, but we're changing it to the new number. It's going to be good for everybody, right? So send in those texts. Tell me why you want to be known. Give yourself a good name. We'll have that for the next you know, 200 years of the horn. So you want to have that right. Until tomorrow, though, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow, 5 p.m., for more of the Sports Complex on the Horn.